Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for Toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served. And now, the host of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog. I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. And welcome to Tool Talk Podcast number 48. Today is Friday, December 19, 2008. If you'd like to give us a call, you know, not that you're going to, but <laughs> if you'd like to give us a call, you can actually call us at 866-718-9403. That's 866-718-9403. Or you can do what everybody does instead of calling, which is email us at ckage or sohara, S-O-H-A-R-A, <laughs> at toolmonger.com. You don't have to email. You can actually call if you want to. That's true. That's true. Although we get uh, normally we we get a lot of email telling us we're bastards, and then I love know, that though. I asking love asking us a question. <laughs> hey, you sorry, folks. Why don't you tell me how this works? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This podcast is brought to you by Craftsman. Visit the Garage of Knowledge at Craftsman dot com. There's a Craftsman in all of us. Really. <laughs> I was, you know, um, it's so funny, you know, they it's you want to love or hate. But the truth is, if you have a a home shop and you don't have some craftsman tools, I would be very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be very surprised. If I were to drive down my street and like look in people's garage, I bet you a quarter right now we can find a a craftsman tool in in every one of them, every one of them. And, you know, people will want to love people want to hate. But in the end, man, this is a staple. Yeah, you just picked you know? up. We were actually there today, and you picked up a, <laughs> uh, a screwdriver set. That, that's true. Yeah, um, and actually some of the CrossForce combos. Oh, that's right. That's which right. are pretty cool. But um, yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of Craftsman screwdrivers. I actually have a lot of Craftsman tools. Period. This is I an mean, understatement. Yes, it is. I mean, I have three rollaways. <laughs> you know, some people have that big, like you know, zillion dollar rollaway. Well, I have two little ones and a big one. Yeah, you know. And uh, my dad had a bunch of Craftsman tools. I bought him a bunch of Craftsman tools. And uh, then I inherited those when he died. And I had a bunch of them myself. And I just kept them all. So I have a lot. Anyway, about once every two or three, sometimes four years, I just go in when they have screwdrivers on sale and I buy like a 30-piece kit. Yeah. you know, Because uh, why not? You know, then you have plenty of screwdrivers. Well, sure. And I did that today. I actually picked up a new 30-piece. And yeah, it was like, oh. Yeah, it was like on sale, and I'm like, sweet. Sean's like, what do you need all those screwdrivers for? And I'm like, you know, because... Stuff, man. <laughs> Projects. Well, you, you never do. know. And, and you can fight over it and try to, like, not let them get used in the house, or you can you can try to, like, hang on to them. But the truth of the matter is, screw that. Just use them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you get them on sale like this, you're paying, like, less than a buck a piece for them, you know? Yeah. And they're 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 good screwdrivers. What the hell? You know, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, there's some just natural about after growing up with these about, you know, Phillips are clear and blue. <laughs> See, <laughs> standard red. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, <laughs> I'm just, if I asked you to close your eyes and tell me what a screwdriver looks like, you would describe Craftsman oh, yeah. screwdrivers. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. It's so true. 
<laughs> I would, at least in my household. I mean, I know different people have different experiences. I, I grew up with that. Stanley, uh, I'll be honest. Sure. But, but, uh, they're all yellow and black. Yeah, they're all yellow and black, and, and you know, I, that's just what I grew up with. Sure. I yeah. mean, it's not they're good or bad. I mean, they're, they're okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't actually have the high-end ones, you know, the really nice ones and stuff. I get, like, the cheapo <laughs> plastic ones, you know, that, that like, come yeah, with a free sure. tape measure and everything. You know, the truth is, a crappy screwdriver will turn a screw. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know they cam out, and they're more likely to cam out screws. And, I mean, there's absolutely a difference between a good screwdriver and a crappy screwdriver. Absolutely. But, but honestly, if your shop doesn't have a pretty good selection of both, you're missing out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have, like, what's called the additional screwdriver drawer, and it's a drawer full of crappy screwdrivers. Yeah, that's the one I use the most. Like, if I want to do something <laughs> stupid, I'll go into the crappy screwdriver well, yeah, drawer. Yeah, it's go like get the something. ones that have paint all over them, or the ones that you know you you bought quick somewhere to do yeah, something. Yeah, open paint cans and with. And over many years, and then getting my dad's as well. I mean, I, there's probably twenty or more screwdrivers in that drawer. Right. And my attitude is, is you know, you need a screwdriver to abuse. Just open the drawer and get one. Yeah, and you're pretty liberal with those. I mean. It's not a big deal. I mean, I have I have like a thirty piece crescent set that I I love that sure. stays in a drawer. And you've seen the ones I use all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean, I'll admit I use the Craftsman screwdrivers ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, it's true. And, and I'm not really a Nazi about them. You know, no. it's like I'm like put them back if you can. You know, I'd prefer you not steal them, but. Like, you know, if you, you know where all mine wind up, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're in the tray yeah, or they're in the cart <laughs> that we discussed last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, if they got left in the house or they got left, you know, something or, you, right. know, you know what I'm saying? It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And, and especially when you make the, the trip every couple of years, you know, you got plenty. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Anyway. Well, I think it is about time for say it. Go ahead and say it. Top five. Top five. I knew you were going to do that. I just knew it. <laughs> I'm so glad you're into this. I mean, I've decided that what I'm going to do. They is- beat you up for an entire year, and then you're just like, all right. Now we have music. Well, and and I'm going to keep this music until I get <laughs> until, a call. Until, until I get a call complains. from someone that says, that sucks. Get rid of that music. Get some new music, and and I'll get new music. All right. See if they like that. Okay. Well, the uh, the top five uh, is uh, let's see here. Uh, what number starting with number five. Okay. Clean the oily mess that is your milling table. And wow. uh, basically, uh, I don't know if uh, I mean many people uh, have a lot of experience with this, but uh, when the oil lubrication and and everything goes down and, and just filters down into everything it gets in your table and it gets it's sort of like uh, sawdust in the cracks you're talking about a, a milling machine yeah oh you know? yeah no you have to you have to lubricate the way so right. they move easily exactly and, yeah, and uh, it gets it gets pretty nasty it gets nasty well yeah. this is a little tool that fits in the slots that uh, the runners go in and it just cleans it off it's sort of like scraping a hibachi grill you know you just you know off the go one would hope that your milling machine does not look like a hibachi grill after well, one would hope but i've seen some nasty <laughs> stuff out there man i'm not not in my shop. I'm not throwing stones, <laughs> but I, I've seen some nasty stuff, and it's it gets pretty icky. So yeah, I can uh, see that. Yeah, you know, that was uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, um, but pretty uh, pretty inexpensive. You know, like a couple bucks uh, compared to here. a milling machine. Well, yeah, you know, if you've got a milling machine, scraping the uh, the slots out is not. Maybe you should your... take care of it better than uh, yeah. <laughs> scraping the slots out. Let's see here, uh, number four. 
budget shop truck build part three building oh, an engine stand yeah nice yeah made the top boy five. you caught some hell about building that engine oh, stand man. oh yeah i defended you because i gotta tell you i personally think that it's good i don't know if you read my post my comment where i defended you uh, I, I pointed out a few things that I felt you might be too shy to point out. Like, for example, the fact that, um, we didn't number one, you actually <laughs> didn't spend, you, you said $20. Well, because that's what, how much it would be you if you went somebody, to buy the cash. Right. And, and that's kind of how you do it when you write these posts. Cause even right. if you scrounged it, it's like, yeah, I don't consider that. You don't want to say $0 because unless they're in your shop, it's not $0. The, yeah, the thing that always gets me is like the freebie, you but know, it I'm was in that. your shop and yeah, it was $0 because yeah, I, I had, you had the casters and I had the two by fours. Yep. And we, you spent zero on this. Um, they were like, well, you have a big engine lift. You know, why wouldn't you have a, you know, why wouldn't you own a, a an engine stand too? And well, that would be because I own the, yeah, it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. I actually own the engine lift and, uh, you know, you borrowed it and except for the pain in the ass of going and getting it from the storage unit, um, you actually had zero dollars in that as well exactly um and then you know they were saying well you could just get a, a harbor freight engine stand for 50 bucks and yeah let I me tell, tell you about you, the harbor yeah. freight engine stand first of all i just want to clarify by saying that i am a huge harbor freight fan okay I am too and i have a lot of harbor freight stuff and i use it for well i mean you, you read the blog you know what i own and what i use it right. for you know right but I got to tell you, this is one of those cases where your 50 bucks would be better spent, I don't know, lighting your fireplace. Yeah. Um, the I Along with the engine hoist, which I inherited, mm-hmm. uh, I also got two, count them, two uh, Harbor Freight engine stands. And uh, one of them was supposed to be for smaller engines, and one was supposed to be for up to, you know, 2,000 pounds or some, you know, 1,500 pounds, some stupidly large number, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we bolted a uh, 350 to the big one and uh before we could get it off the lift it was already sagging yeah and we decided Bad. that's yeah. not happening so uh we just didn't do that and then uh i tried putting a i tried mounting a, a crx 1.6 liter you know light mm-hmm. and you could almost pick it up aluminum block yeah, well, I don't know, but it's 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 awfully light. Right. I mean, it's a little bitty engine. Well, it's not that big. I it mean, was split from the transmission, so the transaxle. So I mean, it was it was it's about as big as a large motorcycle. Two engine. people can pick it up. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Okay. Yeah. And it was bending as well, mm-hmm. and so I cut them both up for scrap. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not being mean. I mean, I I figured I could use the metal, but um, I'm uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You know, not happening. So the other thing that I pointed out that I think you were probably too shy to tell them, or at least you haven't told them yet, is that uh, you actually, that 50 bucks that you would have, that you saved uh, by not buying that engine stand that wouldn't work, um, you also, that would have either, that would have almost paid for your valve covers. Uh, almost, yeah. Which you had like 70 bucks in or yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're sweet. Okay, I mean they're really sweet <laughs> valve covers, uh, but more importantly, it 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 would have paid for the four hundred and fifty dollar uh, uh, intake manifold that you had to come up with. <laughs> That's and true. And you have yet to tell them the the story as I as I'm I have not yet described yeah. it. The masterful, you know, <laughs> junkyard slash scrapyard slash Craigslist Craigslist slash you know, <laughs> wife takes a trip. 
yep. all put together that came up with that essentially netted you a twenty five dollar, four hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> intake manifold. Intake manifold, which just happens to match what you need. Yeah, and uh, we actually I know it's four hundred fifty dollars because we actually bought one for, for another the engine. Yeah, exactly. You know that we did year and a half ago that thing hurt when we and, <laughs> oh yeah and and i mean so my point with this is that i don't you know i agree i mean if you're going to work on engines all the time you should have a better setup sure um and if you were just going to go out and blow money to buy all the individual components maybe not but i'd be willing to bet that a large percentage of the people listening have a couple of casters and some two by fours in the garage Mm-hmm. And if you're not pulling the bottom end, which I pointed out, you're not. I mean, not. you don't need to pull the oil pan. You don't need. Nope. I mean, you you don't need to get at the bottom at all. Nope. Crank stand where it is. And as you described in the post, I mean, you you actually position the engine to get at the things that you were going to get at. Right. And the cool thing about it is, you know, this one is a universal engine stand because you just you know cut a piece off it. And yeah, this <laughs> is true. <laughs> screw another one back on it, and I'll be damn. It's a new engine stand. No but, problem. So yeah, is it a is it a beautiful high end solution? Absolutely of course not. You yeah. know, but if you're trying to build a shop truck for about a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe twelve hundred. It's worked. I mean, it hasn't caved. There's been no problems with no, it. Rolls it around. It around yeah. You know, I mean, it's all right. We've rebuilt the entire. At this point, we've rebuilt the entire upper part of the engine. In fact, we're done with the engine. I mean, yeah. The, except for we need to make some brackets for it. And, yeah, and we need to remount the accessories and blah 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 blah. blah. And we're but, just waiting on you know transmission. Yeah, but it got stripped down to the heads, and everything has been cleaned, replaced. I mean, valves, all of it. Good uh, stuff. So yeah, I mean, it was it was fine, and it works good. So yeah, I'm glad. I made the list. Yeah, yeah. See, was, somebody respected it. Either that or they thought, this thing's so jackass, let's put it in the top five. Yeah. Because <laughs> they do that. Yeah, which happens. <laughs> yeah, which does happen. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, it made number four. Um, let's see here. Uh, number three, uh, TM's 2008 favorites, Bosch's Colt Palm Router. Oh, yeah. We talked about we this talked a bunch about last this. week. But it's an awesome piece of gear. Clearly, they agree. Yeah, it's an awesome piece of gear. It's it's never failed us. It's done thousands of feet of routing. Oh, yeah. Just go look at the comments on it. Yeah. There was like a whole bunch of people like, I got one of these and it kicks ass. Yeah, so. I got one of these and they get pride for my cold dead fingers. That was, <laughs> it was one of my favorite. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> it's like that, too. It's, it's just, can I borrow that? No. No. Go buy your own. You know? <laughs> it's not that bad. You want to use it? You come over here and use it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I might need that. Uh, so it was it was good. So that made number three. Uh, number two, uh, fishtail chisels. I don't know if you've ever seen these. Um, yeah, they're the ones that get into the tight little corners. For yeah, like, like if you're doing, uh, you know, the fingered joints and and or uh, not not fingered dovetail. Yeah, joints. Because I mean, there are some tight little corners in dovetails. Yes, there are. And if you don't get that sucker hollowed out, guess what? It didn't fit in right. Yeah. You know? Oh uh, yeah. So it, these are these are good for that. And uh, they're they look basically exactly like, like a fishtail, like a fishtail, like a little whale tail. And, Instead and, of just being angled out, they curve out to a yeah, they little flare, point. Yeah, they yeah. flare out, and and uh, boy, they they're pretty useful. I don't happen to have a set because I don't do dovetail in, in complex joints. Like that, <laughs> you know, you don't do much of any joinery besides, uh, unless you count nails and glue as joinery. Yeah, I, I mean, I do some rabbits every mm, once in a while. It is joinery. Yeah, I mean, things are joined. Things are joined. It is now one piece. You know. <laughs> Um, but I do some rabbits every once in a while, but you yeah, do that with true. a router. <laughs> Again, the Colt router. Got news for you. You can do the, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you that, do dovetail with a router too. <laughs> yeah. That takes time. <laughs> that and takes, you need like, a little more expensive tools, but and, uh, this know. whole, this whole like, uh, chiseling out perfect holes with a chisel over a month. 
Yeah, that ain't happening in my shop. Cool, man. I respect yeah, it, but it, it's it's yeah. great if you want to spend your time. Lazy like that. bastard, right here. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's entirely too much effort, as far as I'm concerned. Um, not that it's not cool, like you said. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. And this would it would be cool to have a set of these. Chisels. Yeah, I mean, so they're they're pretty cool. Um, let's see here, number one. Number one. 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 Uh, biscuit shaped knockdown cutter. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. This lets you make like your own Ikea furniture. Right. Basically. <laughs> yes. It's like the Ikea furniture. You're cheap Swedish crap. You know? uh. No, I mean, kidding aside, this is cool. Because, yeah. I mean, normally installing one of these would be a bitch, except that it fits in a biscuit hole and you use a biscuit joiner to make the hole, right? Yeah. And it's you just make a fat biscuit hole. I mean, that's and then all bang, it is. bang, in goes this cool yeah, little you, piece. You pound this little guy in and, and screw it in and it's got like oh, little done, latches yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's cool. So and it's probably stronger than the IKEA stuff too. <laughs> Everything is stronger than the IKEA stuff. I, I'll I've just made tell you. cardboard stuff that's stronger than the IKEA. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm a fat ass, okay. I mean, and I gotta tell you, I mean, <laughs> uh, a freaking couch that has like a 200 pound limit on it. You're like that ain't working for me. My left cheek, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna. <laughs> this is just not gonna work out. You know, I can't sit on a cardboard couch. Yeah, a real couch. <laughs> With like wood and steel. It was really funny, uh, funny story when I when I first got a nice apartment, you know, and you know how it is. Sure. And uh, I went to buy some furniture, and I went to like rooms to go, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, well, I'll give me some stuff. Doesn't look too bad, and it'll be so. I, I man, I laid down like two grand for this like, you know, whole living room thing with like these this leather couch and this leather chair. And is that the one sitting downstairs right no. now? It's oh, okay. not. I was going to say. That's where I'm going with yeah. this. So, um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I thought, well, all right, you know, it's not going to be the best stuff in the world, but it'd be all right, you know? And it came with all this other stuff, and I thought that was a great deal and everything. And uh, so then I get uh, I get a call about a week later, uh, which is about three days after they were supposed to deliver it, and uh, two days after I got my apartment. Uh, with, with no, furni- no furniture yeah. in it because I got rid of my other stuff. And they're like, well, uh, we're going to deliver an ottoman in a week and a half. And we're going to deliver the chair in three weeks. And the couch should be in in the next two to three months. You're kidding. No. Wow. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm screwed. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. So I called him back and I'm like, look, you know, this is so far beyond the the time that you'd agree to deliver this. You know, I, I'm going to have to cancel it. They go, like, oh, no problem. Uh, we'll have your money back to you in six months. <laughs> oh, man. So I don't have any money. Yeah. Because you just took it. Right. So uh, I went and I got another job, essentially, and I... I put a couple of thousand bucks away in about a month mm-hmm. and I went shopping. Right. And I ended up at a normal furniture store mm-hmm. that has a local delivery. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want this. It'll be here Thursday. Okay. That's cool. That's what I wanted. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> but the other thing is, is it made me so mad that I started, and this is where this stupid little, what you're thinking, I can't unlisten to this, you know, <laughs> this is where it pays off. So I got to thinking, well, how do they build decent furniture? What makes a couch a good couch, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm going to spend $2,000 and I'm going to suffer the way I just have to earn it on top of my normal job, I am going to have a decent couch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I discovered things like, you know, uh, 
less expensive couches are made of more pieces of leather. So the more stitches you see on it, the more, you know, the, the, the lower quality it is technically right. though in reality, uh, that doesn't bother me as much. You know, right. if the stitching's good. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, you know, the fact that most of them are not leather all the way around, they're just leather seating mm-hmm. and you can, you can buy couches that are, are leather or not. And depending on where you're going to put them and how they sit, that's important. Right. Right. But the big one, and this is what made me think of it is the construction. I mean, you don't see any of the construction of the couch. So a lot of them are chipboard and crap Mm -hmm. or cardboard in the case of Ikea. I'm not kidding. Yep. And so you have kind of like Ikea, which you can't even really sit on, right? And then you have the stuff that you get, like the stuff I bought on my first go-round, which is inexpensive, and it looks kind of pretty, and it's got some leather on it and stuff. But, you know, the the couch is sewn together into one piece, so, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't come off. And underneath, they're usually built out of either chipboard or particle board, right? You know, depending on how cheap they are, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's not a good, really good structure, you know. And then at the high end, you have a frame that's built out of hardwood. Now it's not stained or pretty or anything, because who cares? You're never going to see right. it. Right, but it's like oak. Yeah, it's wood that is solid and 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 uh, you know going to hold together. So by the time I went shopping, I was like flipping the couches over in the place. <laughs> I made them cut one, you know, the, the, the covering on the bottom of it sure. loose so that I could see what was inside of it. I'm like, it's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. Yes, I yes, am. I am. You said it's hardwood. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and sure enough, it was. It was oak, you know, uh-huh. which is not surprising. They probably made it here, right? Right. But anyway, I'm just saying there's a lot of variance. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm like, I, I worked, you know, 18-hour days for a month, you know, to get this thing. Show me the wood. Two months. Yeah. Show me the wood. Yeah, I want to see And you're right. That's the one that's downstairs. This was many years ago. Yeah. And, uh, hell, it's still a good couch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the ottoman a little tor- is a little torn up, but. Well, you know, that happens. That's kind of the nature of being an ottoman, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, this kind of stuff, like if you you do the uh, the you know fat biscuit joiner type stuff, this is uh, probably not going to be heirloom furniture, but it'll work. You know, hell yeah, all the time. Hell so, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so my brother is rather unique in oh yeah in his thought process. He's a good guy. He's a he's a solid dude. He's 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 a smart individual. But uh, when it comes to cars, for some reason, there's this there's this funky zone that that occurs. It's sort of like the Bermuda Triangle. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's going to be messed up. The Bermuda know? Triangle. It's uh, so we call him the Ditch King a lot of times. Whoa, you know? Damn, but uh, that's cold. It is, but it, it's also kind of accurate. But the other day, you know, it rained or it uh, it iced over for the first oh, time he in didn't North end Texas. Up in the ditch, did he? Nope. Okay. Nope. This is not a ditch story. Uh, <laughs> No, it's 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 better, uh, but uh, <laughs> we had the first uh, kind of ice storm here in North Texas, and uh, what happens... By is, ice storm, you mean it sleeted a bit. Like, there was some ice somewhere, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, which they call an ice, you know, enough, yeah, enough yeah. snow and ice to make a footprint, you right, know, I mean, right. that's about it, but uh, what happens here is instead of spreading salt, they spread sand. 
Right. Right. Sure. And yeah. uh, the day after it, That's why all, you want to buy cars from here? Right. You know. So the day <laughs> after it all, it all melts and everything, and it's not really a problem. It just gets everything kind of dirty and there's all the sand cars everywhere. Brown, but there's sand everywhere, and it gets and it kind of mixes with the water that's draining from the melted ice and everything. It gets on your window it's and it's sand just, mud. Yeah, it's difficult to see. Pretty you know. Gross. Yeah, it's still better than salt. Right, but it's hard to see. So my brother, uh, being my brother. Uh, was rolling in the car the day after all this stuff and was going behind a truck and his window was just getting so messed up he couldn't see. So naturally, as you might do, he kicks on the windshield wipers and with the fluid and everything, and he's out of fluid. Okay. So basically all it does is mud Smear his entire... Mud, right. his, yeah, so now he can't see. Now, a normal person would have would have come up with a different philosophy or, or like a different way pull to over. Pull over. Get, no, 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 no. I've even personally, I will admit to doing this, rolled down the passenger or the, the side window and drove like Ace Ventura with my head out the car for Holy a couple blocks crap. to like get to a gas station. Okay. I, I will admit to having done that in my teenage teenage years. It's and an answer. It's an answer. You know, um, not, no, not my brother. He pops the sunroof. Takes <laughs> the full Dr. Pepper that he's been drinking and dumps it down the front of the windshield. And turns the windshield wipers on. Now, uh, creative and effective, actually. You know, it did manage to clear a little spot, and he got all this stuff. Now, let me tell you what happens to Dr. Pepper water and sand mud when it dries after you get to work and, and don't leave it. And leave it, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did Holy you? shit. That is the most efficient paint stripping mechanism I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. I'm 32 years old. I have never seen paint come off that fast in my entire life other than a bead blaster. But, but that's crap. but that's okay, you know. It's not my car. But uh let me just yeah, sort of like a top gun. It, it worked, but let's use this as an example of what not to do. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I uh, I was and he called without without this uh, lovely line being delivered by a super hot chick. Yeah, without Kelly McGillis right. saying it, but uh, you know, it's uh, I was just stunned. I couldn't even say anything after I was just. You laughed and you know it. Uh, well, eventually, but I was just like, <laughs> "How do you arrive at this conclusion that this is the thing to do?" He's like, "Well, it was the only liquid I had, you know, and it was it was better than stopping, you know, because that's that takes yeah. time." Yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been way cheaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if you've seen this poor car, it's been through a couple a couple things, you know. But uh, this-, this is where my dad would have rec- would recommend sanding an edge into what's left and primering it. Yeah, well... And uh, this, of course, will stop it from freaking rusting. Yeah, well... Looks like garbage, but... This from the same guy who, when he got hit, the car is white, you know, (laughs) and when he... The last incident with a ditch he had, the bumper fell off, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So he... Do I need a bumper? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't need a bumper, do I? (laughs) He he wanted the bumper on, so he duct taped it back on, and he didn't like the way that looked, so he went and... I'm not got some kidding. white duct tape. Got some white duct tape and duct tape the entire thing back on. Uh, racers do that all the time. Yep, and uh, it's, you, that's one of the things you include <laughs> in the kit on your race car, which is duct Colors tape and, duct and tape. all the colors that are on the car. Yep. Why, if you have sponsors, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're gonna want that thing to be their color. Yep. I remember seeing one at the race one time. It was it was yellow, black, and white. It had like zebra stripes on it. It looked really cool, right? Right. 
and this was a car was in a big incident and it disappeared from the track for a little bit and about 30 minutes later it comes back out about 40 pounds and of it comes tape on. by and it looks kind of funny it looks really good right I mean, it looks like the car but it looks kind of like, like weird huh. on the side of it finally it gets close enough and i'm like they recreated the whole side of the car <laughs> with that whole custom paint job in black and yellow and white tape, tape. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's brilliant you know? yeah. <laughs> i went over later and got a picture of it <laughs> it like, i mean it's uh, awesome you know because they had a sponsor too it was like some tire shop right and they, they want that yeah, stuff on they, there. they thought well you know fuck it it's gonna look like this uh you know it's like the look- tire shops colors they, everything those nice people paid us to be here <laughs> by god we're gonna have they're a gonna, car that's gonna look like, like their logo and it did yeah it's, it's my brother's car doesn't look like any logo it just it looks sad you know really i mean the poor thing has been through you know well it's been through a lot through your brother yeah I mean, I, I always swore that if, if a car could make it through like three or four years of my brother, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, this, this deserves like a military burial or something like that. Cause that's, that's courage under fire as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, uh, uh, lessons learned, um, check your fluids, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper and, uh, road sand allowed to dry makes a darn good paint stripper. Yep. Yep, yes it does. And it's probably more biodegradable than methyl ethyl ketone. Yep. You know? <laughs> Don't have to mess with all that. So did it sheet the paint right off? I mean, did it look like metal on it? I mean, was well, it metal? The, the part that, that actually, uh, no, well, yeah, some of it. <laughs> some of it, yeah. Mostly it was primer. Um, and uh, then there was some. There was a the part where it was real heavy, and there was a lot of Dr. Pepper, apparently. Uh, it just went straight down to sheet metal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it was it was pretty effective. I was stunned. I didn't believe him. I had to go over and look at it. Like, <laughs> That's BS. There's no way. Ran it through the car wash and just came out with metal. Yeah, it's like whoa, whoa. oops. Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> I want to primer that. <laughs> yeah. That's what my dad would say. I remember that. <laughs> I'm not spraying primer all over my red car. Like, well, um, it's gonna look red in a minute or in about a month. And he was right. <laughs> for christmas <laughs> bring it well what i want and uh what i'm probably going to wind up getting are two different things um in a perfect world like if santa's sleigh just came off and and dropped you want to lathe i do <laughs> I bad know. i know bad yeah <laughs> wood lathe yeah exactly yeah and, and yeah. it's i started doing a little bit of it this year and and you know my dad showed me kind of how it works and everything but there's something about having it in the shop where you can you can jack with it anytime you want to and and screw yeah, up is. and and 
just you make just, it yours. Yeah, you just go outside and or you know go out in the shop and go mess with it. You know, it doesn't matter what. It's kind of like a car when you're a kid. Yeah, you know, it's one thing when you get to drive mom's car. And it's another thing when you own a car. Yeah, when it's your car. That's right. Yeah. You can go wherever you choose in your car. Yeah, which is normally not far because you don't have gas money. But <laughs> it would that. be the same with you when it comes to the lathe. I oh, mean, yeah. You'd be like, it's my lathe. I can do whatever I want as long as I'm I can gonna, afford the stock, which I can. Yeah, I'm going to make a <laughs> pine stick again. All right, here we go. <laughs> another old baseball bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird shaped baseball bat. <laughs> Dog bone. Yeah, well, that's that's how you start. <laughs> Make you know, another you st- pine dog bone. Yeah, exactly. You know, you start by making stuff, in, and then you you say, okay, well, I, now I need to make another one that looks just like this. You know that because that's that's really the key to the benefit program. You know, if you <laughs> want to make some, similar objects, yeah, if you yeah. want to make some table legs, they can't all be looking different. True, you know? true. So, or well, they can. Or it's the just... worst part is like they look kind of the same, which everybody knows you screwed up, you know? <laughs> you can't even claim you meant to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, I meant to make them all different. It's, uh, it's, it's about two and a half inches off, except it's the same. Woodworker's per- version yeah. of shabby chic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, in a shabby per- woodworking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in a perfect world, I'd have a lathe, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, now, if it was up to me, I'd probably have a hacksaw. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. You know, if I was going to do tools or something like that, then, uh, yeah, that's what I'd well, do. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that thing. I do, too. Ever since you cut that power steering pump <laughs> in half with it, it's like, well, that's kind of handy, isn't it? You Things know? you'll do with test tools. I mean, it's like <laughs> when you're, you just, like, just cram ass it down in there and start. <laughs> <laughs> you okay over there, Chuck? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> fine. It's coming apart. It's fine. And it did. Yes, it, it did. did. I was I was thoroughly impressed. You only had to go through what two chargings with that thing? Two get charges, the, yeah. Both the so. both the pulley and the pump itself. Yeah, what the hell, you know? Yeah, that was that was impressive. That's so. cool. That's a cool tool. I am I am happy to see that there is competition in the in the subcompact driver market now. Absolutely. I mean, we you know we tested the Milwaukee, and the Milwaukee is uh, you know every bit that of the PS twenty. It's a little more powerful and has a little more battery life. It's a little larger too, but just I mean, you'd have to hold them next to each other to know, right? And uh, we haven't really tested the uh, the Craftsman in detail yet, though that's going to change because we got one in the shop. Yep. Um, but I can't. I tend to suspect that it's going to be similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's similar in size and 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 battery and everything else. So I'm I'm betting it's going to be similar. The bottom line is you you can get a bunch of them on the market now, so there's really no excuse not to have one. Yeah, they're they're pretty yep. handy and they can do almost anything now. I mean, they've got little saws, they got little drills, they got of that you know kind of small subcompact size. Uh, they can do all kinds of wicked cool stuff. Do they make a does Does Milwaukee make a kit with the with the uh, uh, the M twelve uh, subcompact driver and the uh, and the hacksaw? That'd be a cool kit. Yeah, yeah, they do. See, that'd be that'd be a sweet kit. Yeah, they do. I think it's like 250 275 bucks or something like it's that. a lot of money, but man, yeah, I think that'd it be comes cool. with a light, too. But other than Ooh, that... Oh, light. Yeah. Light's good. We're suckers for lights. I love lights. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's got... Uh, it's got a lot of oomph for the, for the size, and, and they're pretty cool. So I, I'd be all about that. Um, hey, did we, did we talk about the vampire light? Uh, yeah, that one posted yesterday. Or the uh, day before or something like that. Did we talk about it last week? I can't remember. No. Man. Vampire Light's cool. You know, I made fun of that the minute it came in the door. Yeah. And uh, I I have to totally eat it. 
We're actually talking about the Black & Decker V3 million pa- or million power signature series light, spotlight. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, it's a big-ass light. Yeah. It's got a steel acid battery in it. Man, this thing. And, uh, yeah, you can actually, you can actually, like, charge your phone off it. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> the funny thing is it holds a charge great, too. Yeah, it does. I mean, literally, like, we charge that thing up. And then uh, it sat for a while because, I mean... About a month you, and a half. Yeah, you don't have a lot of uh, normal kind of application for... Uh, we call it the vampire light because it has a trigger guard on it because mm-hmm. if you point this at somebody and pull the trigger, you could blind them. Yeah. It's, it won't and be it's, funny. It'll hurt them. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you got well, you got to pay attention to where you point this thing. Yeah, it's not it's um, not cool. But it sat for a little bit, and then one night we were grilling, mm-hmm. and it was, it was dark because we worked late, and we like... Fuck okay, it, we're gonna grill anyway. You know, <laughs> we want steak. Damn it, it's just how it's gonna be. So, yeah, we we started cooking and it was already dark and we we couldn't see. I went anything. to go get a flashlight and the other one Sean had the one that I normally use out somewhere in a project. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, and I I'll grabbed the this thing. vampire light. It's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The steaks are cooking from the light. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. It doesn't get hot, really. No, it doesn't get hot, but, but it does get bright. It does, yeah, and it, it lit up the world. We ended up using it for that. We took it out uh, out in the farm when we were doing some crap and fired it up there. I could see what was when going we were, on. Uh, unloading my transmission or, or popping my transmission oh, yeah. in my, uh, on, on the shop truck. Oh, yeah. Um, which lights up the entire underside of the freaking truck. Which is awesome. Yeah. So. Um, so that was cool. pretty cool. And I mean, it, it's, it should be on anybody's list. It's actually a useful tool. Yeah. You charge that thing up fully. And by the way, you charge it up with a, with an extension cord. You know, it just <laughs> plugs into the back of this thing. That's There's true. no like little charging stand. Think of it more like, like a light version of, uh, uh, I mean, light, not as in weight, but as in like makes light, uh, like a flashlight version uh if if you imagine merging one of those like car starter things with a flashlight yeah that's what this is that's that's what you're talking about i mean it is it is a lot of of candles right there um it's yeah, i don't it's i don't know about candle power and everything but it's freaking bright let's yeah, just it put is. it that way. and uh the the thing is you know you <laughs> it, it's it's heavy and it's big and and you know it's got like different settings on it and everything but um, like half blind you and totally yeah, blind and you, like fully burned out your retinas. <laughs> um, but it's sixty bucks, and you get about forty on a full charge. You get about forty minutes of both. It's got twin halogen beams. You can turn both of them. On. You get about forty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, you can fight minutes. off vampires for you yeah, know until dawn. You know, basically, if a you're, good two thirds of an hour. Yeah, I mean, you're. It's a lot of <laughs> power in there. You know, so it's it's not one of these sissy things where it's good for like. A minute or two. I mean, this will this will help you out of a situation if you really need it. So nice. It was. It's probably my favorite. It is the king of the the handhelds, as far as I'm concerned. This year, <laughs> in 08, it was the king of the handhelds for the Toolmonger shop. Um, would you agree? Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of the others that and and we have kind of a report coming out about long term testing and and what flashlights do what in the shop. Right. Well. And we really put a lot of effort into this. It wasn't like a, an overnight thing where we fired them up in a box and said, oh, look, this one's the brightest, you know? Yeah. I mean, we actually beat the crap out of them in the shop for about three or four months, and yeah. and we're ready to, I think, have something to say about flashlights here. But. Yeah, a lot of them are used for different purposes and everything, but if you just want, you know, it's sort of like... Uh, you should own one of these. It's not that expensive, yeah. and it's the... Th- 
there are situations where it just really simplifies things. If you ever see the movies like Commando or something like that, when they have the <laughs> wall of weapons and somebody just wants a big honking gun. Yeah, this is the flashlight. This, of, this is the bazooka of the flashlights. You know, this this will get it done. You know, it's like um, the Browning automatic rifle of, yeah, you know, <laughs> it really is. So M60. Yeah, this, this flashlights. is yeah, this is not some kind of wimpy thing. You need to be careful. It is the only one we have not disabled all the safety features on because you know, no, you, you really need that trigger, trigger lock. Yeah, you don't want to accidentally shoot yourself with this thing. Yeah, it's not very cool. Um, that said, though, I mean, if you're going down the garage to like, are you going down the driveway to change a tire or to or to troubleshoot something at night or, you know, are you cooking outside <laughs> and you want to see what the hell's going on? And well, you can see that. <laughs> I mean, those little bitty LED things on the, yeah, on they're, the not, little, they're not getting yeah, it done. right. But, you know, when who are we? You know, when do we use a small practical? Well, sometimes, but every once in a while. But admittedly, this not one, often out in the shop, though. <laughs> No, I think this, but I, seriously, I, I made fun of it when we first saw it. I was wrong. I mean, I'm glad this is in the top 10 this year because it has seen a lot of use in and out of the shop. Yeah, it has. And uh, it's a nice flashlight, yeah. especially for the money. Yeah, I, I would upgrade it even from flashlight. It's like a spotlight. It is. You That's know? true. I mean, it's, it's huge and it's heavy, but it's worth it. You know, the cool thing is that almost all of the top 10 would make great Christmas gifts. Uh, That's true. I mean, because they're if if the person, of course, does that kind of work, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we got a but it's a pretty diverse group on the top ten this year. I mean, we've already put out uh, the the miter saw, the task force miter saw. Um, we put out the you know this light, the router, um, you know your Harbor Freight tool cart, tar, uh, tool cart, tool the, cart. Yeah, the uh, the Irwin clamps, which are awesome and everything. I mean, th- this is pretty good, and we still have a couple left, so. Uh, which are equally good, and I think uh, some of the the best of the the list are uh, yet to come. Yet to come, yeah. Nice. So uh, better better hurry up, though. I mean, yeah. The cool thing about tool gifts, though, is that if you're buying locally, they stay in stock. Yeah. You know, it's not like it, it's not like you know the 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 tickle me Elmo, <laughs> you know, of of everything where you know if if it's a cool tool, it's going to be gone. Yeah, and and really, the top ten wasn't really designed for Christmas. You know, no, I but mean, but uh, it, it's nice. Um, I think we have uh, after today four left. Um, I can tell you that I have seen almost all of the tools on the top ten on shelves, though. Yeah. So yeah, or functional equivalents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? So it's it's uh, they're good stuff and and wildly useful uh, in <laughs> almost true. every way. So it's good good deal. Well, hell, we're running out of time. You got anything you want to add for this week? Uh, no, not for this week. We got some cool stuff coming out next week, and uh, hopefully uh, after after Christmas, I'll show you what uh, I've been working on for uh, my godson. Oh, nice. I've uh, been taking pictures of that and everything. and making Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's going to be going to be sweet, but I know his dad listens to the cast, so. We're not talking uh, about it. We're not, or you, you get nothing. You're building him a wooden car. That's right. Life-size. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll be easier to refinish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we'll see you next week.